Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Lots of news in the NFL today. The big story, Deshaun Watson will not face any criminal charges, but it's still, you know, a, a lot of Cowboys news that, that always, always dominates. Is. Let's always talk about is. it with John Mashoda from The Athletic as he joins us every Friday. John, first off, man, let's get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson and the news today legally with no criminal charges. How soon do you think we find out where he will be traded? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I was a little surprised that uh, they, you know, it came that news came down this, this afternoon just because I don't know. It just seems like when you see the number of uh, twenty two, you know, women, and you're just like you don't really know where this is going to go. Uh, he doesn't play last season, so there's a part of me that was like kind of thinking that he might not play ever again. So now you hear this news, and, and that certainly uh, is positive news for him and his playing career, but. You know, there's still the league can still step in, and, and they're not done with their investigation yet. And I know that there's still civil lawsuits and things like that. But this certainly seems like something that will speed stuff up and and and, and possibly get a trade done. I just wonder how much Houston can get in return for him, just because of the fact of you know, all, there's going to be teams that are probably not going to want to take him on because of the, you know whatever came with this, whether he ends up being completely innocent of it or not. You know, this is a PR hit that some teams won't want to take, and so. Uh, I'm interested to see where he goes. Carolina makes a lot of sense. Seattle makes a lot of sense. But also, those teams are going to have to give up a lot. I mean, they're going to they're going to want several first round picks. So um, I would imagine, though, I think he's going to end up going to an NFC team. Yeah, hopefully not Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, I think he's going to end up somewhere. Uh, you know, teams are desperate for quarterbacks right now, and if, uh, if they still think he can play. I think teams will be willing to part with a lot of things. So it will be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Hey, let's talk a little Dallas Cowboys. Greg the leg, gone, huh? Yeah, that, that one's a little surprising to me just because the Cowboys have had opportunities and they could have moved down for him, you know, in the past months during the season, and they didn't. And it seemed like they were going to ride with him because they felt like he turned the back issue last year that he was going into the season with that he just needed to distance himself from that and he would get himself right. Well, uh, they're releasing him, too, because they want to, They need to make some moves in order for the, you know, the new salary cap that goes into play from the new league year next week. So that's part of it. Um, but it is interesting because that is that has been John Fossil's guy. And I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans that are happy to part away because they did not want to see him continue to kick. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, this is this is probably the first time in a while where I, I, I kind of expect the Cowboys to look at kicker in the draft. I'm not saying they're going to do it in the early rounds, but uh, this could be a position that they end up maybe in the, maybe in the late rounds. Obviously, they would love to find another Dan Bailey like they did as an undrafted rookie free agent. But, um, you know, and here's the other thing. Like, there's no... I can't guarantee that Greg Zerline is 100% not going to be on the roster next year. I can see them let, like cutting him loose uh, to save on, on the cap and then potentially 
bring them back in to compete for you know the job again next year. Now I don't know. Depends on who they bring in, but I'm not 100 percent certain that that they, that they won't still kick the tires on if they can't find anything else. Well, if you think about kickers in the draft, or maybe a. Uh unrestricted uh, uh undrafted free agent type kid out of utsa named hunter duplessis he's going to be kicking somewhere in the nfl after the uh career he had here in san antonio with the utsa roadrunners as we visit with john mishota from the athletic we're not going to spend a lot of time talking kickers uh, let, <laughs> let, let, let's shift gears to bobby wagner and the conflicting reports from uh dallas you know Ed, and I hadn't seen you tweet anything on Wagner yet other than they're going to talk. But, you know, Clarence Hill says no way in hell. Ed Werder says they're going to talk all weekend. Do the Cowboys have the financial ability to make some things work to get Bobby Wagner with a star on his helmet? Oh, they could make it work. Uh, I think. I think. I don't think that they would be the highest bidder on him. But they could certainly make it work. And I could see why he would be attracted to the situation in that. Um but, but I mean, he's going to be 32 in June. I, I just, I don't know. I, for a team that's cutting, you know, cutting some salary, uh, we still don't know yet what the cards are going to be played with on Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and others. I, I, I just don't know why you would do that unless it's just this great team-friendly deal. I would be surprised if Bobby Wagner was the Dallas Cowboys. I'll just say that. Uh, I understand the connections. I understand everyone's, uh, you know, oh, you know, you know, he can play with Dan Quinn, and this will be just like you know, Seattle net, like. You know, age catches up with you after a while. I, I just, I don't know. I, if now, if, if they agree with terms, it's going to be for something very team friendly, where it's like he just wants to play with Dan Quinn. He wants to play for the Cowboys. Maybe he wants to play alongside Michael Parsons. You know, I'm not going to completely shut the door on it, but I definitely don't expect Bobby Wagner to be a Dallas Cowboy. You know, when you when you look at uh, the linebacker position, though, with the Cowboys, Leighton Vander Esch is a guy. I'm, I don't know if he's going to come back or not. And then you got Keanu Neal as well. Uh, could this team, at the end of the day, be a little light at the linebacker position? Oh no, they're they're light at linebacker. About it. I think that what they're going to add are like Keanu Neal type guys. They're going to be hard guys that they're not going to spend very much money on them. Probably. The, I wouldn't be surprised if the linebacker that starts next to Micah Parsons week one is some, somebody that they sign. It might even be Keanu Neal, who maybe comes back into the one deal. But Keanu Neal's 26. That, that, that's where that, that seems more likely to be, yeah. that they're going to find another linebacker. That maybe, maybe they give him one, two years top, a younger guy, and they're not going to invest very much money. I just, I, I, hey, maybe there's some medicals. Maybe there's something that, that keeps Bobby Wagner's market down. I just find it hard to believe that this team is that cutting all the salary is going to go all of a sudden and spend some a decent, you know, a year, two-year deal on Bobby Wagner. I, I just don't see that. You know, the only thing, John Mashota, that makes sense for me, and I'm with you on that, is if Jerry Jones really does let a Demarcus Lawrence and an Amari Cooper go, he needs some sort of splash, and that splash would either be a Bobby Wagner or a Jordan Hicks who got let go from the Cardinals. I just can't imagine Jerry doesn't do something that has a splash impact kind of headline-drawing move in this offseason. I mean, it's possible with Jerry Jones for sure. I just... <laughs> I don't know how much that that really wins fans over if you've parted ways with Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. Like, again, like, I don't think Bobby Wagner, I mean, Bobby Wagner still probably got some tread on the tires and that, but I think if you ask most Cowboys fans, they'd say, why don't you just bring Demarcus Lawrence back and be good there? And we really don't care if you don't get Bobby Wagner. You know, and so to sit there and subtract Demarcus Lawrence and then add Bobby Wagner, I don't know that that's going to 
maybe Jerry looked at it as a big splash thing. I, I, I don't think it moves the needle a ton. Well, it's going to be interesting. I do want to ask you, though, about Van Der Esch. Is it a foregone conclusion that he's gone, or, or are the Cowboys interested in, in possibly keeping him around? Oh, no, no. They would be interested in bringing him back. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Just from talking to people at the Combine, they would like to, but uh, he's another one that, you know, you're just dealing with a team that's, that's only going to be looking at bargains and free agency. They're not going to be looking to get into any bidding war, and, and that's the type of thing that is could lead to them not being able to bring back Leighton Vanderash, guys like, you know, Brian Anger, Cedric Wilson, people that you would think, oh, you know, they probably, probably got a pretty good chance here. I, I just, I don't see them making a big, big push for any of these guys. I think that they're going to kind of let the cards fall where they may, and then, and then whoever they can get the best deal on, whether it be at linebacker with Keanu Neal or Leighton Vanderash, same thing at safety between KZ and Hooker, uh, you know, I think that they feel like that they got a pretty good chance to bring one of those, each of those two back, and then fill out the roster with other guys that are similar to what Keanu Neal and Demonte KZ, Emily Cooker were last year. And that's cheap, you know, one-year deal, guys. You know, not don't eat up a lot of salary cap. And the Cowboys believe that they, when when it gets to players like that, they have to, they get a better option because they're the Dallas Cowboys. Players like living down in Dallas. Players like playing in Dallas. And so if it comes down to Dallas and another team, generally the Cowboys win those things. But I just don't see them spending very much money. If there's a team out there that really wants to play Vander, he'll be playing with that team and won't be with the Cowboys. He is John Mashoda from The Athletic. Make sure you're following him on Twitter and subscribe to The Athletic for the best in your Dallas Cowboys coverage. He's joining us here on The Blitz. The other interesting story that you wrote about uh, the other day, yesterday, um, the Cowboys are having trade conversations about Leal Collins. Could they trade him out? And the the two parts that that I find interesting is, obviously, LC, the last two years haven't been what the Cowboys were hoping for, but the emergence of Terrence Steele and what he's been able to do, a a kid from San Antonio, Steele High School here in, in San Antonio, can the Cowboys get what they want in return for Leal Collins and what do they want in return when you think about they already have to do some work on that offensive line this offseason because they afford to let Leal Collins go. Yeah, I just think they were very disappointed with how he played last year. Um, there are just things about the way he was playing that that's why Terrence Steele was able to the door was open for him to you know, hold on to that spot which stunned a lot of us after the way Terrence Steele played his rookie year and just what Lyle Collins has been in the past. But since he's come back from that hip issue, uh, they don't view him the same way. Uh, he, just, he wasn't the same player last year, and so they're not going to give him away for nothing. But I think what happens is there's teams that have called, on, called them because, hey, let's be honest, offensive tackle is not a very deep position in the NFL. And I'm sure there's teams that have called about Lyle that have probably called about Terrence Steele. And I don't think they have any interest in trading Terrence Steele. First of all, his, his deal is, is great. You know, I mean, he's, yep. he's an undirected rookie for ages two years ago. I mean, if, if you think he's even close to Lyle Collins, then you make him your right tackle. And then there's the fact of, I, I see this one a lot, people will talk about, well, move Lyle back to left guard. You know, that's what he played when he came in the league. Cowboys don't view him as being a left guard anymore. They don't, they don't think that he gets down and, and he has the bend at, at, at tackle, much less to play guard right now. And so because of that, that that's not an option either. So I think that the way that the offensive line is going to get better, whether they trade Lyle Collins or not, is going to be all about what they do in the early round at that guard position. They're going to draft an interior offensive line. I'm convinced of that. And, and that's going to be a player that they need to plug and play and start right away. 
and, and that's going to be a big factor there. So that you, it would be somebody replacing Connor Williams, somebody that can help Tyler Biotis in there. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest way that they turn things around on the offensive line. But, no, it wouldn't surprise if they trade Lyle Collins. I honestly don't know what they could get for him because if the Cowboys know that his, his bend isn't the same way and he hasn't looked like the same player, these other teams see the exact same thing too. And so I, I can't imagine them getting a ton for him. But hey, maybe they get like a third or fourth round pick. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think the biggest reason they do it is because they would feel that they don't think that he's the same player as what his contract, you know, matches up with. You know, John, it's interesting that you say that. And 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 I know mock drafts can be crazy things, and they're all over the place. But when I look at it, it seems like you know a lot of these mock drafts have the Cowboys taking an edge rusher in the first round. When I clearly think, as I think you just said, I mean, offensive line should be a priority. What are you hearing from the Cowboys and and what they want to do, especially in the early rounds of the draft? Well, as of right now, it, it all hinges on what ends up happening with Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. If, if you if you only get one of those guys coming back, or maybe not, you don't have either. Uh, it doesn't matter what what it, about the other position. Edge rusher has to be something that they that they target at twenty four. The problem is that there's six edge rushers in this draft that kind of separate themselves from everybody else. And it's it's going to be tough for one of them to fall to 24. I mean, you can't find a mock draft right now where all six are in the top 20. You know, one of the things that hurts for the Cowboys is that this is such a bad quarterback class. So there's there's not expected to be any quarterbacks going there before them to push back defensive players, to push back offensive linemen to them. And so edge rusher is such a premium position that it's going to be, if you sit there at 24, I don't know that you're going to get, get a premium plug-and-play guy right away there. So that might be an issue, but if they aren't able to bring back Amari Cooper, and they end up trading him, wide receiver will be in play at, at 24. It absolutely will be. And uh, and then obviously, like we just said, the offensive ball. Those are the three spots that I think that that's where they're targeting right now. John Machota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star. John, I know you're in daily contact with a lot of people inside the facility i don't know how much you're going up there in the off season but what is the word around the coffee pot or uh, about this lawsuit that got filed the other day apparently jerry has a 25 year old daughter that he's been trying to keep quiet all these years yeah and, and you're not getting anything from the team on that right now everybody's staying quiet on that whether you know you're talking about public relations people within the building there's no one that's really talking about certainly not talking about that anything on the record so uh which doesn't surprise me because you know in this business there's a lot of people especially if you're working on the football side that to you you almost treat it like that's none of my business that's his personal business i'm not getting involved with that um but to answer your question though i haven't heard anything really that you know of any substantial uh, take one way or the other, the way people feel about this. And the one thing that's interesting about it to me is that, you know, we didn't get Jerry on the bus at the combine last week. And so it was told us that, you know, the people that went out there, there was a good chance that we would get, we would get them sometime this week, whether it be in person at the star or on a conference call. Well, when that news dropped the other day, you know that that's not happening now. So I'm interested to see Jerry doesn't go very long without talking. And now I'm sitting there and I'm thinking that he's not going to talk until probably right before the draft now. And that just, uh, uh, that's very interesting for, for someone who, you know, 
it kind of goes back to I think Richard Sherman said this a couple of years ago when when Jerry was kind of not was kind of being quiet in the off season about some league issues and he was like that's the thing like people looked at Jerry because he always has something to say about everything so when he goes long periods without talking you know something just seems off and so for us not to talk to him at the combine was was certainly weird and the fact that we might not talk to him until the pre-draft press conference is just so unlike anything I've seen from Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Well, and, and that's this week. And then I know his uh, longtime assistant uh, passed away yesterday, which is, is very sad news. So, yeah, I don't expect Jerry to talk uh, anytime uh, soon. But I am curious your thoughts on uh, Don Vanetta, who writes for ESPN, broke the story about the $2.4 million payment to the cheerleaders in the Rich Dalrymple situation, the voyeurism case. We had him on the show the day after that was written, and he kind of hinted that there could be more to come. Do you think this was what he was alluding to, more to come, or is there other more to comes when it comes to the situation in Dallas and payoffs? Yeah, I think you'd be foolish to say that you think this is that. You know, I just think that it just when, when, it, when it involves Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think anyone should ever say that they think this is it. I will say that in reading the Dallas Morning News story from the other day about the alleged daughter, they do mention in there about how I believe uh, that girl's mother uh, uh, was involved some way, uh, subpoenaed, I believe, for uh, a divorce. Um, uh, uh, hearing uh, with Charlotte Jones. So when you hear that, you're just kind of like, well, maybe maybe Don Van Nata saw something along those lines uh, that were possibly when he was doing his research. Um, but I, I just I would never say that. I think all everything that is out there is is, is out in the public now. I just I, that, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learned I've learned I've learned too much covering the team. Never say that. <laughs> well, and, and, and the other part of that is Don didn't break this story. The Dallas Morning News did, although he ultimately did write about it. And the, the other part about it, you just mentioned up, I didn't know Charlotte was getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd heard that, you know, in, in the past. Um, you know, and then and just certain things you don't see, some, you know, some people around the facility that you used to see or out at training camp, things like that. You hear rumblings of things like that. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, I, you know, I can kind of understand where the people are coming from, too, where they – they kind of want to keep that amongst them and, you know, their spouse or former spouse. And uh, that stuff generally doesn't get out. And, and, but then when you have things like this and you're associated with the Dallas Cowboys, then you become a public figure. And that's when people start, you know, write about this stuff and, and, and talk about it on the radio. No oh. vacations for you, John, covering the Dallas Cowboys, my friend. There's always something. Absolutely, you know. And, 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 and not just – I mean – to be honest with you, it's not just even the off-the-field stuff. It's just the fact of the way the NFL is. Like, the NFL has turned it into where, you know, they, they're just maybe in June in between, you know, OTAs <laughs> and the start of training camp. Other than that, there's really no slow time. I mean, t- today was a great example yep. of that. I mean, this is like, you know, it's supposed to be like the college basketball time of year and, and, and baseball kicking off, and it's like you just have, you know, Max Crosby contracts, Deshaun Watson stuff. You know, there's cowboy story angles. Like, the NFL is just, it, it, I don't know. There's, like like I said, it, it, it runs pretty strong for 11 months out of the year. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, 365, uh, honestly, uh, even 12 months of the year. We'll talk to you next Friday because you know there's going to be something to talk about next Friday, John. We just don't know what yet. Sounds good for sure.
All right, John Machota from The <laughs> Athletic again. Follow him on Twitter, at John Machota, J-O-N Machota. And make sure you subscribe to The Athletic and uh, read his great stuff.